afternoon and welcome to your Rovers podcast. Your hub for your nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox. Your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. Your 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics. Your six-time Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins. And your 11-time national champions in football, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And your 51-time Scottish Premier League champion, Celtic football. Your six-time English Premier League Chelsea football. And your Gonzaga Batman's basketball team. Your Wright State Raiders baseball. And your five-time national champions in college hockey, the Boston College Eagles. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea, also known as the Junkyard Dog, also known as the T.O. Swiggins, and you can't change that. All right, so here we go. All right, go over Red Sox news. So they have been uh, picking it up a little bit too, but they did start out the – we'll go over Saturday scores and stuff like that and then talk about, yeah. All right. So let's see. So last – so Saturday afternoon was the last time we talked. So go to August the 1st. So – the story was the Red Sox got out, or the, basically, yeah, so yeah, the Red Sox were playing the Yankees in the Bronx, and Zach Godley was on the mound, and he was not great the last time he was up, so, yeah, they lost the game, yeah, it's four, or uh, five to one, so basically, uh, Judge got a home run in the first inning, and then Gio Urshela basically grand slammed, hit a grand slam to basically make it five nothing. Red Sox did score two runs off of Xander Bogart's uh, double, but that was about it. And basically the um, Yankees bullpen basically just basically no-hit the Red Sox offense all the way up to the game. They did not allow a hit uh, up until the seventh or eighth inning that Xander Bogart's hit like a single. But up to that point, yeah, the Yankees uh, bullpen basically shut out the Red Sox. The point that the Red Sox lost the game, as I said, 5-2. And the Red Sox would uh, decrease their record to three and six. Three and six. And then Sunday night baseball, a more much better offensive performance by the Red Sox. They did get out to an early lead. Um, Sander Bogarts homered. So he had two homers in the game. But then the lead kind of went back and forth. Um, so yeah, in the second in, or in the second inning, Judge hit a free run home run to uh Make it three to two, and then the Red Sox offense came alive again, and they led five to three. But then the Yankees tied the game up again on a double by Sanchez and a single by uh, Gio Urshela. And then the fifth inning, Xander Bogarts hit a home run to make it six to five. But then the Yankees took or tied it up again on a Luke Foy home run, and then. Boger or Devers hit a home run in the seventh, but then Matt Barnes came into the game and basically get, tied it up or uh, tied it up on a, a DJ LeMayhew single, and then Aaron Judge basically just brought home the winning run on a home run, and that was about it. The final score was nine to seven. Yankees win, and it's not, and the Red Sox record is not or was. At that point, three to seven, three and seven. Yeah, not great. Then they had an off day on Monday, but then um, 
on Tuesday, they played Tampa Bay. Evaldi was on the mound, so there was confidence, but he basically, uh, yeah, he did not do good. Red Sox did get out to an early lead in the in the yeah in the first, in the second inning on a Mitch home, uh, Mitch Moreland home run, but that's the only real offense they had up until that point. And then the Rays basically just hit uh, Nathan Evaldi with four run or four runs, and then yeah they added another one in the fifth. The Red Sox did tie the bit or load the bases up in the ninth inning, but. Uh, Jose Peraza and uh, Adam Rinatendi basically uh, struck or, uh, struck out swinging, and that was the end of the game. Four-game losing streak, and the Red Sox record at that point was 3-8. and eight. Not good. But then on Wednesday, uh, Martin Perez came on the mound, and he was lights out. And even the Red Sox bullpen did not give up a single hit after uh, um, Martin Perez left the game. And the Red Sox got out to a lead. So they got out to a lead. So in the fourth inning on a Michael Shava single. And then welcome to the home run club for uh, Alex Verdugo as he homers for his first Red Sox career. Not his first career home run, but his first Red Sox career or a Red Sox career home run. As they took the lead 2-0 and then Michael Shava's homered. And then basically the offense basically came through in the sixth inning and let five nothing, and that was where the score would end up at the end. And the four-game losing streak ended right there with a five nothing Red Sox victory. They were back at they were back in the win column, and they but they still have a four and eight record, so yeah, not great. So then Friday, so they had an off day on Thursday, but then on Friday or Friday, or last night they played against the Toronto Blue Jays, and. Alex Verdugo stole the show last, or stole the show last night. He had two home runs and he had a game-saving or game-saving or well, uh, home run snagging catch in the ninth inning to get the first out of the ninth inning. So yeah, he really yeah, pretty good yeah. So yeah, as I said, as uh, but to begin with, uh, uh, Wyron Weber did get in the trouble in the first inning, um. He gave up a run to Craig Vigio's son, Kevin Vigio, on a solo home run off the monster. And then Red Sox tied it up, but they did not score a hit. And then the first hit of the ball game was uh, Alex Verdugo's home run in the second inning to make it 2-1. Two to, two to one. But then the Blue Jays tied it up in the third inning. But then, thankfully, Mitch Moreland got two or got a home run in the, or two-run homer in the third inning to make it 4-2. to two. Uh, Blue Jays did score a run in the sixth inning, but then Alex Verdugo, now being uh, nicknamed by Section 10, the executioner, uh, got a home run in the eighth inning to give some insurance, and that was where the final score would be. 5-3 Red Sox win. And for the first time since opening day at Fenway Park, dirty water was being played, but in an empty arena, but in an empty stadium. <laughs> but still, for the first time in basically... Yeah, since opening day two weeks ago, yeah, Fenway Park, yeah, so awesome. First win at Fenway Park in oh yeah in two weeks. That's legit. I mean, well that well I mean that's that's unreal. Yeah, that's why I meant to say yeah. So now their record is five and eight, and I do believe they have a uh, bumped back up in the fourth place. So they are now in fourth place. All right, so here they are. Yes, in fourth place, 
uh, in front of the Toronto Blue Jays. So Yankees are in first. Uh, Orioles and Rays are tied for second. And then the Red Sox are in fourth. And then in fifth and last place is the Toronto Blue Jays. So, yeah, so the begin with of the week, yeah, the Red Sox once again had really demoralizing pitching and not really a lot of offense and stuff like that. So, yeah, but then they, in the last two games, they really have picked it up. Verdugo has come up big. Um, pitching has come, somewhat come up big, except Ryan Weber kind of a little bit stuck it up again. But thankfully, yeah, the offense came in and basically, yeah, helped him out there. So, pitching. Yeah, especially during the Yankee series, they basically got lit up. Yeah. But then the all yeah, the offense is starting to like kind of come through in some games. It's really good. So the question has been um should the Red Sox just tank just to get the number one draft pick? Because that's the whole point of uh that would be the great thing about it. You would replenish the farm system if you get all these high draft picks. I don't know. I feel like I'm not really saying I'm cheering for tanking, but I'm just saying it would be what it is, basically, or it is what it is. So if we do end up being starting to play good again and start playing like the Red Sox baseball that we all know and love, then that's good. Good for us. We kind of got ourselves out of the hole. But I wouldn't mind either if, like, if – Somehow we do end up being the worst team in baseball. It wouldn't be such a bad thing because we do we 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 would get the number one draft pick and higher draft picks too in the draft, and that is and and Coley Mick on Section Ten did say this. Yeah, that is kind of the point you want to do. You want to replenish the farm system, and our farm system is not really that great, people. It is not really that great. Yeah, and a little bit is somewhat our fault too. Is I mean, but you had to do it if you wanted to make 2018 happen. You had to get rid of all the draft pit or get rid of all your minor league, uh, great minor league talents to get someone like a Chris Sale or a uh, Steve Pierce or something like that. Some somebody good. Yeah, yeah, you had to get, you had to do it. You had to make those deals. So yeah, any other Red Sox news? And basically, that they're five and eight, and they do play tonight, another primetime game on a Saturday. Yeah, games should be played on set or in set or during the day on Saturday on weekdays or weekends. Fridays, yeah, I feel like yeah, Friday night is not really that bad, but weekend you can try to make a game happen during the day. All right, so that's about it for Red Sox news. All right, so Patriots news. Not a lot going on. I did hear that Cam Newton did say that uh, he uh, is full. Uh, you did hear that all the, some of these Patriots players are opting out, and a lot of other people are opting out, too, this season, too, of what because of the COVID-19 scare or something like that, or basically COVID-19 pandemic. And a lot of them I don't really blame. Yeah, it's Better be safe than sorry, as I always say. But I kind of do feel like we are kind of taking this whole pandemic a little bit too much out of proportion. Yeah, but still, I mean, if you want to do, do what you want to do to protect yourself, then be my guest. Somebody will replace you on the roster who does want to play and doesn't mind taking that risk. 
But then Cam, Cam Newton did say he's ready and he's full ready to go. So he will be ready for 2020. So he is not opting out. Um, so Bill Belichick did say a while back that, like, he is a – he really feels confident on the coaching staff, too, that, like, they want something about them being confident. I would have to look. But, uh, excuse me, bourbon. Yeah, here he is, unconcerned about the coach or coaching in the band. Oh, here it is. He's unconcerned about coaching while he's 68. Yeah, he is at that uh, range of yeah being uh, successful to it and possibly dying of it. Ooh, man, Billy Belichick getting COVID and dying. Oh, that's not great. Yeah, he is at high risk of getting it, of illness. Yeah. But he is not concerned. That's what I mean. He is not concerned, and he will be co- he he will coach during this pandemic if we do have a season. Yeah, that is the thing. If we do have a season in 2020, they did cancel the preseason, as I said in an earlier episode. They did cancel the preseason. So, as, in my opinion, who cares? The preseason stinks. Let's just, in my opinion, I would just rather just play into the actual regular season, kind of like what I do in video games, like. They give me the option, hey, do you guys want to play preseason? No, I want to skip to the regular season because those games actually do matter. And these preseason games mean mean absolute crap. I'm sorry. I know they are somewhat important of getting them ready and getting them trained, but you know what? They are crap. They mean absolutely nothing. So no really Patriots games, not until possibly – September or so, so next month around this time. All right. Any other Patriots news? No, I think we're good. All right, Celtics news. All right, so the Celtics uh, played three um, uh, regular season games in the bubble in Orlando. Tuesday's game. That's when they first played. Well, actually, no. We'll go to Sundays. Sundays. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, Sundays. All right. So the Celtics, um, they get out to a 24-point lead in at halftime, but then the side of the blow it to the point where, like, the Trailblazers came back and came back into this game. But thankfully for uh, JB or, uh, or uh, Jalen Brown in – the set or second half, he basically came up big in the clutch to the point where the Celtics staved off a second second straight loss in a row, or starting the seat or starting the bubble season in the bubble, out zero and two, as the Celtics win the game, one hundred twenty eight to one hundred twenty four. Tatum had a great day too. After going uh two for eighteen in the Bucks game, he went he pretty much went good. He scored thirty four points, eight assists. And they did say that the reason why is because he got a haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. So, at this point, the Celtics started out with the – well, here we are. So, the record after this game was 44 and uh, 22. They uh, were 1-1 one 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 in the bubble as the Orlando bubble. Yeah. So, then move on to Thursday's game. Or Tuesday's game, and they played the Miami Heat, 
And this game wasn't really that great. Um, Bam and Abainu of the Heat uh, got like a double-double, 21 points and uh, 12 rebounds. Celtics got kind of uh, went a little bit sloppy in the first quarter and then kind of affect them at the rest of the game. They did kind of keep it close, a little bit six points at the end, but it it wasn't great. Officiating wasn't really great too, but there were some places too where uh, Celtics could have done better. But the Celtics lost this game 112 to 106. Um, and they uh, the record at that after that game was 44 and 23, and then one and two in the bubble. Then they played another back-to-back night where Kemba Walker was not available. He decided to, or they decided to give him the night off. So, but at this rate, we really didn't need him in this game because a late-night game that didn't end until like 11, 10, 30, or 11 o'clock at night, my time. Yeah, probably like 11, 11, 30, and 12 a.m. at your guys' time if you live in the New England East Coast. As the Celtics got out to a really early lead, uh, seven players scored in double figures. They went on runs that, like, yeah, basically to the point, and they scored the most amount of points all season. As the Celtics won the game against the uh, Brooklyn Nets, 149 to 115, they increased their record to 45 and 23, and um, and uh, two and two in the bubble. Yeah, Robert Williams came off the bench and had an eye, too. He had a career high in points in 18 points. So good for him. Good for Time Lord. Yeah, Time Lord. Yeah. He had some really great dunks, too. Yeah, pretty neat. So great for him to come off the bench. 18 points, a career high. And then last night, they played the defending champion, Toronto Raptors. And to start out with, they did get off to an early start with a 2 with a 10-2 or 10-2 start. Uh, after the timeout that Nick Nurse took after like the in the first quarter, they kind of did get back in it, but they did score 14 points in the first quarter. And that while well, I was looking on Celtic stats, that's the lowest amount of points a Celtics team has allowed uh, an opponent to score in the first quarter. But then after that, they went on runs. I think like the first one was like 18 to 7 with like four. Something left in the in the half or till halftime, and then after like nine minutes and thirty nine seconds left in the third quarter, they um, earlier on the Toronto Raptors did get back into the game in the third quarter. And it looked like, ooh man, here comes the champs, here comes the defending champs. Uh, but then after that, after nine thirty nine, the Celtics went on to a thirty six to twelve run, and up to that point, it looked like this game was about over. The Celtics were not going to lose this game. And that's where it led up to. As the Celtics took down the defending NBA champion, Toronto Raptors, 122 to 100. So good. They increased their record to 46 and 23. And, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, they're free and two in the bubble. Yeah, that's why I went blank right there. Yeah. Brown and Tatum both scored 28 points combined. So, so pretty good, pretty good. So great. What a, yeah, kind of great run that they've been having. They've been blowing out opponents in some of these games, even the defending champs. So very good, so very good. <clears throat> yeah. So great. So, yeah, so next game is tomorrow, 
It's not going to be another 8 a.m. or an 8 p.m. <clears throat> game. It's going to be a uh, Sunday afternoon game at 4 p.m. or 5 o'clock, whatever time zone you guys live in, whatever time it is. But the Celtics are playing the Orlando Magic. So how many games they have left? Because I do see the Milwaukee Bucks have clinched the the Western Conference first seed, so they basically have are the basically the best team right now in the Western Conference. So they basically locked that up. And who could? And who already saw that? And who already saw that not coming? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> we kind of knew that Milwaukee was going to take the whole thing. All right, so after tomorrow's game, they do have two games against the Grizzlies and the Washington Wizards. And that will be about it. It will be playoff time. Or, yeah, playoff time, yeah. So great. We're getting off. We're doing good. All right. Any other Celtics news to Any other Celtics news to uh, get on to? All right, moving on to Bruins, and then we will take a break and then come back, and uh, yeah. All right. So the Bruins did play on Sunday, last Sunday. They're first uh, in their uh, respective bubble area in Toronto. They played the Philadelphia Flyers, but yeah. They didn't score anything in the first quarter, but then the second quarter, they gave up three goals. They did score a goal in the first or in the second period. And that was a uh, Chris Wagner goal, but that was about it. After that, the basically, yeah, the Flyers basically scored two more goals, and the Celtics won, or not the Bruins lost this game four to one to the Flyers, increasing their record in the Rob Robin zero and one, so not great. Then they played on Wednesday against the. Uh, Tampa Lightning in a game that they really did need to win because this team is kind of their team is kind of a little bit of a rivalry. They have started a few fights in that game, yeah. But then in the first quarter or first period, they did get off to a slow start. They scored two goals, but then after the hit on uh Jake DeBrus, they kind of started waking up a little bit. Yeah, uh, they scored a goal or uh Charlie uh, Coyle or Charlie not nah, uh Charlie McAvoy scored a goal in the second period and then. See who else. Uh, Chris Wagner scored a goal in the second or third period to tie it up two-two. But then, with uh, like literally two minutes less or less than two minutes left, uh, uh, let's see. Tyler Johnson hit a uh, goal to uh, basically put the Lightning up three to two, and that's where the score would stand as the Bruins lost another game in the bubble. Three to two, so increase or decrease their record to zero and two in the Rob Robin. So they do have, uh, so yeah, they do have one more game tomorrow at eleven a.m. or whatever time zone you live in uh, against the Washington Capitals, and that'll be it for the Rob round round Robin. And yeah, we'll decide where. So I'm a little surprised they've kind of gone off to a really not too great start. And I would say the Bruins fans, we were walking into this uh, round robin, one of the, the best team in hockey. Yeah, we've actually, we were the first team to score 100 points. And now, yeah, we're kind of starting to fall off. We're kind of starting to not pick it up. We're starting to slack a little bit. 
it's not great. We kind of need to do something or we're going to get that four spot and no one wants that four spot. Yeah, you would have to play the Penguins or something like that. Ugh. I want to play the Maple Leafs. They're easy opponent. We actually we actually end their season pretty quickly. It's like a really great opponent to have in the first round. Yeah. No, no, maybe the Penguins. The Penguins are are a lot better team than the Maple Leafs. So that might be a bad matchup if, or kind of a tough matchup if we end up getting that four spot. So yeah, not great on that. So yeah, come on, bees, pick it up tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we will go to break and then come back and talk about uh, Celtic football, Chelsea football, and other teams too. But there's not a lot of other news too. We might talk about uh, what I've been watching lately, and then uh, we'll bring back something else that like we have uh, been missing for a long time too. Yeah. But it's starting back up now because the sports are starting back up. So we'll do that. So don't go anywhere, everybody. Bye. All right, we are back. All right, so Celtic football, they did play their first Scottish Premier League team on Sunday. And, folks, it was it was not a close game. Oh, yeah, Celtic or Celtic. Or, yeah, as Celtic basically put away Hamilton or something like that. Yes, I, I'm just going to call him Hamilton. They put away Hamilton with the final score of 5-1. to one. Edward, or one of their main players, Edward, had a hat-trick game. He scored three goals in the Celtic win, 5-1. to one. So very good. So honest, great start. Yeah. Celtic. So right now in the standings, they are... Well, yeah. Well, actually, now they're in fourth because uh, Hibernian played uh, today, so uh, not great. Scored three points, or they have three point in three points, so they're uh, one zero and zero for three points. But uh, Hibernian is up like like six points. They did play two games today, so that might actually change by tomorrow. So, yeah, not great. All right, so anything else? Let's see, any Celtics news. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nothing else. All right. So Chelsea football, um, uh, they do play their first uh, Champions League uh, game today at 2 p or 2 a.m. or whatever time zone you live in. Um. Oh, yeah, Celtic do play uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, got to mention Celtic do play tomorrow against uh, against uh, Kier, Kiel, Ma, Kiel Ma, Marinock, Kiel Marinock, uh at 10.30 p, or 10.30 at a rugby park. So, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Chelsea football do play today in their uh, – Champions League game against uh, Baron Baron at uh, 2 p.m. or 2 p.m. or whatever time zone you live in. So no going over Celt or Chelsea scores just yet. Oh yeah. Um. So at the end of the wards, uh, Christian Paris, 
uh, Pelisnik. I hope I'm saying this. American born, the place for Chelsea is a uh, nominated for or is one of the or one of the main finalists in the English Premier League's uh, young young stars of the season award or something like that. So really good, kind of like their rookie of the year. So pretty good. So awesome. Yeah, so he's one of the main finalists. So very good for him. Congrats to him. Yeah, good for him. At least get nominated. All right, Ryan Weber just got option down <laughs> to uh, Pawtucket. So and Dylan Covey has now come up. So yeah, he's back up. Can you just? And here's the thing: going back to the Red Sox, why don't they just bring up what happened to? Brian Johnson. I thought he was going to be one of the main starters. What what happened to him? Yeah. A little bit of get off topic, but what happened to Brian Johnson? Yeah, what happened to BJ? I love it how Ron Renegade with the whole pitching staff said, well, do you have any other better options? Uh, yeah, bring up Brian Johnson. We can't do that. Why not? He's, I mean, where is, where did he go? I didn't see him on the roster. I thought he would be on the roster. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. So no Gonzaga base base or basketball. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We forgot Notre Dame football. What what are we doing? Notre Dame football. So uh, they did come out with a uh, um, come out for dates for the schedule. And we will go over them. What are we doing? Notre Dame football. What are we doing? All right. All right. So they will start on September the 12th. And then uh, they'll play Duke at Notre Dame. And then or play two games at Notre Dame against first Duke. And then their only non-ACC opponent, uh, Western Michigan. And then they will go on the road and play at uh, Charlotte against uh, Wake Forest on September the 26th. And then December or October the 3rd, they have a bye week, so they have the week off. And then go back to Notre Dame for two games against Florida State and Louisville on uh, October the 10th, 10th and the 17th. And then they'll go to Pitts on October the 20th or 24th against Pittsburgh or against uh, Pittsburgh at uh, Pittsburgh. And then they'll play uh, on Halloween against uh, Georgia Tech at uh, at Atlanta. And then they'll go back on November the 7th and play Clemson at Notre Dame. That should be a fun matchup. Then on, then on the on the 14th of November, they will play 14th of November. They'll play Boston College at Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. And then they'll have a bye week next week and then on the 27th, they'll play North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And then on December the 5th, they will play Syracuse at Notre Dame. And that will wrap up the season. Hopefully, this is not hopefully this is a national title game, national title season. Uh Notre Dame did sign somebody, a new got a new commit, a linebacker named Coley Prince from uh Jonesboro uh David Crockett High or David Crockett High School in Tennessee. So yeah, pretty good. So awesome. Good for him. We got somebody pretty good. I'm not sure which class or what class he'll be in. I'm not really sure. I didn't really see, but I did see that this is kind of a huge uh, pickup for uh, Notre Dame because I heard the guy's pretty good. Yeah. So awesome. 
So, yeah, no Gonzaga basketball news, no Wright State basketball or baseball news, and no uh, uh, Boston College hockey news. So, yeah. So what have we been watching recently? So I just added to the originals playlist. Uh, it seems that the last dance, uh, uh, the whole like last dance documentary about Michael Jordan and the 90, uh, 90s Bulls uh, is now on Netflix. So so awesome. And I started watching it uh, before we started watching the show. And they actually uh, actually have the explicit version. So, I mean, at this rate. Who cares? Let's just watch it. I mean, yeah, maybe they probably should use different words, but who cares? It's Sarah Wright. They're Americans. Let, just let them. Yeah, just let just say it, dude. It's just the word. It's just the word, dude. Yeah. But it's a really good documentary. I like it. I mean, as speaking as a fan of the game of basketball and about sports, this is kind of like my version of Tiger King. Even though it's not about the Celtics or any of my favorite teams, it's still a good documentary. Yeah. They do have Danny Ainge on it. Like, I think in the next episode we're going to watch, like, they'll have Danny Ainge talk. And Larry Bird. Yeah. And then we also added the marvelous Mrs. Mabel. Um, yes, I know. I know this is more of a, more of a, yeah, kind of a, girly show, but at the same time, I mean, I'm kind of running options. And it is kind of funny. It is somewhat funny. Kind of has got that uh, funny humor and stuff like that. But, yeah, I meant. So, yeah. so we watched uh, the first uh, two episodes of that sh of those two shows that we added. Um, we're right on uh, Das Boot, the show, so we might start watching it soon, maybe after this. I'm not really sure. Depends. So, yeah, we might get started watching on that. Yeah. Yeah, about that. Yeah. So. All right. And that's about it for uh, what I've been watching lately. So, let's go on. We're going to bring something back. But first, we're going to take a break and then come back and uh, talk about some fancy sport. Bring back fancy baseball stats and stuff like that. And then. Let's wrap up the show. And we're also going to get some bad tidings too on one of our social media platforms. So, see ya. All right, we are back to wrap up the show. So, before we do that, we're going to bring back something that's been missed. Well, before, well, before we did for the whole COVID nineteen shutdown, we are bringing back some fancy stats. All right. So as I do, I have uh, been doing Yahoo Sports and now ESPN Fantasy Sports too, and we do uh, for uh, as I said for uh, baseball, we are now going to have six teams in each ML in uh, six yes six teams in both Yahoo Fantasy Sports and Yahoo or uh, ESPN Fantasy Sports. Yes, I'll, you're probably thinking, does Tom have that much money in this? <laughs> no, these are all. A pu free public league, uh, fancy league. So like there, I'm the bright spot about it is you don't have to really pay. But on, on the other hand, you kind of do miss that connection with like uh playing with like uh people you know. Like you're not playing with strangers now. But yeah, same time it's still fun. It is still a fun 
activity and I kind of want to still kind of keep doing it. All right. So go over Yahoo's fancy. So I have one team called uh, Section 10 as named after the Section 10 podcast, uh, Red Sox or the Barstool Red Sox podcast I listen to. Um, so they have a, uh, we're on week two, but we'll go over week one stats. So week one, they beat uh, Mike's team eight to one. So pretty good. Awesome. And then currently this week, they are a little bit close with the Flowers team as a score is six to four right now, section 10 winning. So pretty good. So they're on, they're possibly on their way to two and zero. Yeah. It depends on what happens uh, to today or tomorrow. And then we have another team called starting nine, which is named after uh, the red or the Barstool MLB podcast. Um, and they are coming on to a well. Actually, we forgot. Section ten is o, or a one and o to start off the year. Hopefully, they'll go two and o. Yeah. But anyway, so starting nine is o and one right now. And uh, so we'll go over week one scores. They lost to Reds team, or they lost to Reds seven to two. So not great on week one. And then currently this week they're losing the Dodgers eighty eight. Uh, eight to one or eight to one. So they don't pick it up, which I'm already sure they will. They don't pick it up, then yeah, they're gonna start the season uh zero and two. So not great. Yeah. All right. So now Poppy's the goat. Um. So right now, currently they are zero and one right now to start the year. Uh, week one, they lost to uh, Let Pete in uh, 800 and – or this, is, this score is kind of a little weird too. 800 and 50, 852.40 to 754.90. So not great to start the year. And they were picked to win the whole – and they were picked to win this game. So what happened? What happened? Yeah. So, so week one. Now week two – they are currently, as of now, leading this game uh, 400, 436.30 to 411.40. So that could all change. But still, if they keep it up, they'll start the year 1-1. One and one. So awesome. Yeah. And then the Rhett or the oh, – I'm trying to stutter here. So the next team is uh, named after this show, the Royal Rooters. So – Currently, right now, they are uh, one and or one and zero. Oh. Uh, they won week one against uh, Metro uh, six to three. But currently, as of now, this week, this current week, week two, they are losing to J or GKR Ferdy Freeze team eight nothing. So they could possibly start the or uh, end week two with a one and one record. So not great. Yeah. And then Bleacher 41 uh, is, is named after the uh, place uh, or the section at Fenway Park where I saw sat for my first Red Sox game. So pretty neat. So, yeah, section 41. All right. So currently of this now, they are 0-1 to start the year. They lost week one to Milwaukee's best 6-4. to But currently as of now this week, uh, 
If they keep it up, they will uh, end week two with a one and one record as they lead Central Park's Madness or Central Park Madness uh, five to three. So very good, awesome. And then a team after a character from a show we all know that's on Fox on Sunday nights. You all know it. Uh, family Guy, a Peter, or uh, called the Peter Griffins, or as I call it, Peter Griffin. Yeah, Peter Griffin. All right. So they started week one. They are 1-0 and now. 1-0 and now. So they won week one against uh, Tacos Burritos, uh, or Tacos Burrito. Uh, 825 to 419. But currently this week, they are losing to Todd's terrific team, 421, 380. So, yeah. So, not great. So, if they, uh, or, uh, so if they, uh, keep this up, they'll end week two with a one and one record. So, yeah, not great. All right. And that is it for fantasy or for yahoo fantasy now on to um or uh espn fantasy all right so here we are so the currahees um this team i named after uh a saying or a motto from a band of brothers or the easy company men as in currahee which means in a native or a a certain Native American language as a, we stand alone, but they added it to, we stand alone together kind of deal. So pretty neat, kind of like a way of like bringing them together. So week one, um, after we start the week one, one and zero with a 454, uh, 454 to 288 win over uh, team prime. And then now currently week two, they're up, by a huge point to beer bellies, 162 to 93. So very good. So if they keep this up, they will start the year 2-0. So very good. So awesome. All right. And then uh, we're going going over this in order. Uh, Sly Kelly Sly, which is basically, you know, the uh, baseball player if you're from Boston and stuff like that. Mike King Kelly. Yeah. So this is a song. This is a song that was written about him during the, like the during his time. He played during the 1800s and stuff like that, late 1800s, called "Slide Kelly Slide." Yeah, which is kind of like a popular song because he was basically the first professional uh, superstar, professional baseball superstar of his time. Yeah, baseball was professional baseball was starting to get off, and he was like one of the first stars to actually pop up. I also like him too because he's an Irish American, one of the many one of the many players in the lines of irish american baseball players so yeah so yeah let's see go over stats so as of so they start week one uh one and zero with a 374 to 262 win over team straw so great but currently this week they are or well actually now uh Right now, this week they're now leading uh, uh, to a blue or Blue Jay banners, one hundred eighty-five to one hundred fifteen. So if they keep this up uh, to today and tomorrow, they'll start the season out two and zero. So awesome, very good, very good. They were at one point losing, but I feel like they got picked it up now. 
And then TO Nation named after my Twitter page or my Instagram page, username, uh, TO Nation. So, yeah. So here we are. So I kind of like TO Nation, like TOs. Yeah. 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 The reason I did that is because a teammate of mine uh, had kind of had a, um, a thing from a teammate of mine from Heartland Baseball kind of had the same thing too. He had a Curry Nation. Or like his name was like a last name and then nation. And I thought huh, maybe I should try that too. Yeah, shout out Justin Curry. Yeah, Curry. Yeah. And then so anyway, so let's see. Go to team. And then start off the year week one. They start off the week one and zero. Oh. Um, they uh beat uh or they uh. Won their first game 347 to 219 to TBS 13SR22. What a weird name for a fancy team. But this week, week two, they are losing to Team Help uh, 210 to 2 or 113. And if they keep this up, they will start the season 1 and 0. Ugh. Not great. Right. So here we are. Next team is a win or learn, named after a, a motto or saying that was used at Conor McGregor's gym and is also the title of a book written by his trainer, uh, John Kavanaugh, which I have read. It's a really good book. You really should. I really recommend you guys read it. It's a really good book. It goes into like a being or a how dealing with Conor McGregor, training fighters and stuff like that. And a little bit is his, his take on the world or the – game of of uh, ultimate fighting and stuff like that so yeah it's a pretty neat book go check it out yeah. all right but anyway so i named the team after it they started week one with a 410 to 365 win over team rabaza two to one or rabaza two but currently this week they are losing to team pearson 169 or 196 to three or 134. So they keep this up. They will start the season one and one. So not great. All right. And then up next is Boston Toms. And the reason I named this, I picked this up after a buddy of mine, also another Harlem baseball teammate. Um, had or started a fancy football team and he decided to call my team the Boston Toms. Not only not because uh, I'm from Boston, it's because that or not because uh my ties there, but because of or if I have any ties, but um, you know what I mean, because of my love for Boston sports teams and stuff like that. So he decided to call my team or call his team the Boston Toms after me and my love for Boston sports. So I decided maybe I should carry that on to fancy baseball. So I decided to name this team the Boston Toms and kind of get out a little like a little emoji logo of a Red Sox, yeah, person or whatever that is. <laughs> All right. So week one, they played, they beat or won their first game against Chin Music in H-Town. Huh. I wonder why that's called that. Does it have something to do with the Houston Astros a little bit? I don't know. But they won their game against them 402 to 247. 
They were losing this week, uh, but then now uh, after last night, they have picked it up, but they are kind of holding on to a slim lead to Paco Loco, 165 to 144. And if they keep this up and hold on for this win, they will start the season 2-0. And now one more team, and this is might be a little creepy, but I mean, um, she was my first uh, um, uh, af- or, uh, female athlete crush growing up. Um, it was former Olympic gymnast Sean Johnson from uh, Iowa, so I decided to name my team after him. Or after her, sorry, her, eh. um, but you probably might not like the title. Sean Johnson is a goddess. Yeah. He kind of is. All right. Okay. Let, yeah, let's, let's get going. Yeah, let's make this less creepy than it really is. Um, all right. Uh, so, unfortunately, they start week one with a uh, 390, 393, the 365 loss to Chop Shop. And then currently right now this week, they are losing in a blowout to Team Watts, 167 to 55. And if they keep this up, they will start the season 0-2. So probably not one of my best teams. All right. So that's about it. We also will do fantasy football to other stats too when they start back up again. I know fantasy basketball, uh, the season for 2019-2020, and also hockey, too, for 2019-2020, had decided after the COVID-19 to kind of just shut everything down. They won't even restart, too. So that's it. We we don't know anything about college football yet, but we will let you guys know when that happens, and we will do some fantasy teams and do how many we decide we want to do. So, yeah. Well, kind of also, we might try to do some standings, too. I might try to work on that for uh, next week's show. Yeah. Well, if we do a next week's show, we might take a break next week. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I haven't really decided yet. But I'll let you guys know. Um, I have to bring some bad tidings on one of our social media sites. It seems that we have decided to get rid of the TikTok page. Um, I did find out from my parents when I went over to their house for dinner because Wednesday night or so that it is true what that Trump is going to try to get rid of TikTok. It is true. They I asked them about it and said, "Yeah, it is true." They're cuz they listen so much to the news, like basically mostly conservative talk show radios and stuff like that. I I don't know, but they told me too that like actually what they've been hearing about TikTok is it's actually run by the Chinese and Actually, they're kind of using the – you know what they did with the Russians with that whole uh, face-changing thing? That's kind of the same thing. It's kind of like they're spying us slash stealing our identities like and something like that. So I decided, you know what, since the, Trump is probably going to ban it anyways, might as well just decide to cut, pull the plug on the TikTok page or just kind of just execute it on that way. It's sad. It was kind of fun. It was kind of fun making some, well, not dance videos, but some TikTok videos at the same time it was pretty neat, kind of making fun or making those shows. But it had to come to an end. But we have decided to get another social media page. We decided to go on Reddit. Yeah. So I will give you uh, information on that on the Reddit page. On uh, 
where you can find that. It's probably under my name, so it's not like Royal Rooters or anything, but we could do it. We could just change it to Royal Rooters. I mean, we might as well. Yeah. We might just do that. Yeah. Well, we'll think about it. All right. So, yeah, as I said, we might, we're not really sure we're going to do an episode next week. We'll let you guys know. But, yeah. Anything else? I think we're good. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at Podcast Royal. And then follow my personal Twitter page at JunkyardDog92. We will have those in the details of the episode. And then follow the Instagram page at Royal Rooters1992. And then don't follow the TikTok page because that's uh, already getting uh, deleted. Or it's already been deleted, I think. And then follow the Reddit page at u slash junkyarddog underscore 92. We'll probably change that to uh, Royal Rooters. I don't know. And then follow the show on – oh, it, hold on. Crap. I think I'm starting to lose weight, but still. Yeah. All right. Follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Overcap, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. doesn't matter to us. All right. And with that being said, I feel like that about do it. Oh, hey, come on. Don't. Yeah. Sorry, we're kind of having trouble with the music. All right. Here we are. All right, see you guys next week. Banyana.
Get out of here. We do this every week.